0: Welcome to the House of Worship podcast. We hope you are blessed by today's message. For more information, visit our website at www.myhouseofworship.org. Can you say it louder? God is about to do something for you. Hallelujah. Listen. We read the account You know, since we're in the season of Advent, we've been reading or been trying to get the story of our Lord coming into time because He dwelt in eternity and coming into time and, and some of the activities that ensued. And today we listen to the angels making sounds, making announcements being present, engaging the earth, and bringing to pass what God had in mind. And I want you to be open in this season of your life, not only to know that angels are normative when it comes to our walk with God, but you learn to engage and entertain them. Now, I want to say to someone that sometimes when You are, for example, reading your word, you don't only have the Holy Spirit who is our teacher and our guide, but sometimes angels come to deliver messages. All right? And I want us to be mindful of stop saying and giving adjectives that do not qualify the nouns properly. So some of us will say, Something said to me. You must learn how to say the Holy Spirit said to me, or it was an angel that opened this up. You know, the angels are very different from the Holy Spirit. They all have their different functions. If you look at Ezekiel, for example, he's going around and an angel is the one who is conducting and explaining, you know, things, all right? So sometimes God would send uh, you information and it's not necessarily God the Holy Spirit, but it's an angel that is in conference with you, all right? Now, if there's too much for you, uh, don't throw it away. Just know that it's part of our journey. <laughs> and be comfortable with it, yeah. And sometimes the angels just look like you, all right? They're they not, they're not, uh, the angels don't have wings. Read your Bible well. Okay, so stop looking for winged angels. (laughs) The the paintings have them, you know, but uh, God didn't make, you know, the other beings that have the wings. All right. Can you lift your hands to the Lord and say, God help me me. as you count on me. All right, so I want to continue on the, the subject on the stewardship. But want to entitle this counting on you. Now, anyone who is drawn into stewardship or called into stewardship is giving a responsibility of trust. That's why you have people who are in organizations that are called trustees. That's why the generous God would create a whole Earth. Take time off and make a garden, putting all kinds of resources, gold, barrels, name it. And then put a man in there and give him the responsibility of expanding the garden to the rest. And he gives him a stewardship. But for him to carry on, God is saying, I'm counting on you to make this work so for every one of us that is going to be given a stewardship or a trust god wants to say in advance i can count on you but you must live up to the bill and it's important that i know that god is counting on me he's counting on me as a husband if he gives me a wife as a father as he gives me children as a as a a, a pastor as he gives us congregation as a a, a, an apostle as i do whatever he's called me to do uh, you know as a, a governor of a nation he gives you that stewardship but he's saying can i count on you and today i want every one of us to know that god on the front end says i believe in you on the front end god is saying despite your own issues i think You are the person that can do the job. (laughs) You know, God has voted for you whether others believe it or not. Can someone lift their hands one more time and say, God, thank you for your vote. All right. Now, you know, God never redraws his vote. No one can outvote God. All right. And there are things that God is going to give to us that no one can take away from us. You know, I look at the life of Joseph and it looked like at the beginning it was going up and down. Because people were interfering with his trajectory. But when he finally sat at the place of where God was intending him to get, there was no coming down. All right. So every now and then, I need to remind myself that in the kingdom of God, it's from glory to glory. It's not yo-yo. It's not up and down, up and down. Listen, we all look on our TV screens with interesting... uh, questions in our mind you know anytime there's a changeover of power in america we see all these people who are in power coming in in all kinds of cars all right and when the changeover is over some of them end up taking the public trains to go home why others fly in the helicopters because there's a change of stewardship Something has changed hands. But when God gives you stewardship, nobody is moving you from where you are to where you don't need to be. It's only God that can fire you. So God said to David, it's recorded in the book of Acts, he said, I took from your predecessor. Can someone say to God, please, between me and you, no taking from me. The disciples gathered when judas had betrayed jesus this was their statement and it scares the bejeebus out of me they said you know this guy has abdicated his post let another take his place and i said to god god between me and you no other will take my place can you lift your hands to god and say my place between me and you god i would not abdicate it And you would not take it away from me Because I will keep my stewardship Nobody will replace me as a husband Nobody will replace me as a father Nobody will replace me as your pastor Do you hear me? Nobody will replace me as a statesman in the nations Do you hear me? Nobody will replace me I want to say this and say it with everything I have That it's time we become jealous of our stewardship I saw the first man giving stewardship over all the earth and God sent some angels. The Bible talks about and he drove them. I don't know what car he used whether it was a Cadillac but the account said he drove them out. I declare over you and I that we will not be driven away from what God has given us. That God can count on us. All right? Bible talks about David, that he served God in his generation. May we fulfill the mandate of our stewardship. And may God open our understanding to this trust that has been given to us. So I have a few questions to start. Who do you trust? Number two, why do you trust them? Because trust looks like something. Three, what inspires confidence in you in that relationship? Now, all we're trying to do is answer why we trust somebody or how it looks like. It's easy to start from what is natural And then be able to see what God is saying spiritually. So on the same heels, who trusts you? And why do they trust you? And what is it in you that makes them have confidence in the relationship? I see God saying to us, trust God with all your heart. Now, I cannot trust if he hasn't proven trustworthy. So when it comes to stewardship, everyone has to prove themselves, even though maybe at the start of the entrusting you with the resources, you may not have done too much. And when it happens that way, you know, God is not a man. Sometimes man wants you to qualify before he trusts you. But God sometimes will say, you know what, I think that I've poured enough in you, and I want to journey with you. Sometimes I need to mature into what God has called me. How do I explain that? Biologically, when I was born, I had all the bones my body needed. My bones just had to grow to become the mature person to function the way i function now i didn't grow another fuma What's the which part of the right i didn't grow another one it was that one that grew up all right so god puts in you that's why peter says he's giving you everything that pertains to life and godliness yeah. he's given you Now, the fact that I don't have it in my hand or the fact that I haven't grown it up doesn't mean I don't have what it takes. Some of us have what it takes to be a good man. You have what it takes to be a good woman. You're just not aware of it and you're spinning your wheels because you're thinking it's going to come from somewhere. You know, the thing about blessing sometimes is that we think that the blessing is the thing that is supposed to work. No, blessing empowers you to work. So sometimes when you don't engage you don't see the power of that blessing. And so it is when it comes to our stewardship. There are things that God is going to require of us because he's expecting that you can deliver based on what he's invested in you. Please do not misinterpret the trust God is giving you. Especially when those you are seven misinterpret it. And how do I know sometimes we say that they are taking advantage of me. You see, how children take advantage of parents? We all did. You know, and they will continue to do it. And sometimes we are tired of doing the trust that has been given to us. And because we are misinterpreting what is actually going on ground. So what I'm saying to someone listening to me who is about to quit, don't throw in the towel the day of your promotion is coming and it will all make sense I want us to read a couple of scriptures from Genesis 39 1 to 10 and then we'll go to the book of Nehemiah chapter 7 we'll read three verses we put it together and we'll see how God helps us walk in this stewardship. So Genesis 39, let's read from verse 1. This is uh, the account of Joseph. Now Joseph had been taken down to Egypt, and Potiphar, an officer of Pharaoh, captain of the guard, an Egyptian bought him from the Ishmaelites who had taken him down there. The Lord was with Joseph. And he was a successful man. Can someone say the Lord is with me? me. And the following sentence will be my sentence too. All right, so this guy is sold into slavery, but the difference is that the Lord is with him and he is a successful man. Not was, not can be. No, 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 He, he is a success as long as God is with him. Verse 3, and his master saw the Lord was with him. Oh my goodness, I pray that you see that the Lord is with me. I pray that you, you desire that people will see that the Lord is with me. We are not saying that he was talking, that he saw. There was evidence that the Lord, you know, some of us, there's evidence we have money. There's no evidence we have God. Some of us, there's evidence we are handsome. There's no evidence we have the Holy Spirit. We are talking about he saw that the Lord was with him. I pray today that everyone who calls on the name of the Lord, that people can smell God around you. They will not just smell the cologne you wear. They will not just smell that nice perfume, but they can smell the fragrance of Christ around you. May you become an expression of the kingdom of God. May people see you at work and say, we see God. May people in church say, you know what? I like sitting next to you. We feel God. You know, when you're around, there's something about God that comes around here. So his master. You know, when you're master, you are not talking about, you see, we're not talking about the co-equal. We're talking about the master, the boss. May your CEO see that there's God with you. May the other companies see that there's God with you. Not because your company has a Christian name. <laughs> so that the Lord was with him. Now look at this part. This is a part I like. And that the Lord made all that he did to prosper in his hand. How come this guy is seeing God in him and seeing God in everything he does? There's something about God's hand on the guy, but it's different now. He's seeing as a God. There's a supernatural power behind him can someone pray look if we serve this god and we claim that he's our god we claim that he's in us can we begin to make a demand that wherever i go people will see the hand of god how would you fire such a guy how would you you know daniel it was it was said about daniel that the man who the spirit of god was in you know there's something about someone saying he goes to church but when they say God goes with him, it's a different thing. Some of us, we would not be fired because of this. We would, you know, people would, would defend us in the boardrooms. When they are changing companies, when companies are swallowing up companies, you will not be swallowed up. Why? Because they can testify that there is a God you know, but there's a God who works through you. Being a conduit of God. You know, I pray God would not tolerate me, but God would be excited about me. Whatever he did, God made it to prosper. So Joseph found favor in the sight, in his sight, and he saved him. Now, can you underscore that if that is your Bible? You know, he... He was operating with God, but he had to understand that there was a trust that had been given to him. So, yes, he was favored, but he didn't stop doing what made God come on the scene. Sometimes showing up on time is what makes God come on the scene. Being, being attentive, being, being engaging is what makes God come on the scene. It's not when you are just there and absent. You know, he could tell there was something of the workings of God because of how he served. May your service release God. You see, the world does not know Jesus. But the world loves to benefit from anything good. So they will feel Jesus when they see that there is good pulsating out of you. I pray today that it will become what you hunger for. That God use me. Make me a witness. You're talking about preaching. This is not quoting John 3:60, This is releasing John 3.16. Do you understand sometimes you know you know, we we get all upset because someone says you we don't want you to pray in the name of jesus you don't need to pray in the name of jesus you live in the name of jesus you breathe in the name of jesus you check the bible did oh, did jesus pray in the name of jesus he was jesus so sometimes we we need to let him be real let people touch Oh my god let a conversation between you and them change their life by the way i didn't say you don't pray in the name of jesus okay thank you jesus now look at what happens and you know then so then means after a while right all right so your stewardship would increase so then he made him overseer of his house he became the Bishop of the house New Testament language Bishop can can you can you I, I pray you become a Bishop of your business I pray you become a Bishop over the territory so he became the Overseer of the house now look at this and all that he had Meaning, my sanctified imagination means that what he has is not only in the house. His fields, his, his, his connections, everything he had, he put under his authority. We've established this already that you cannot steward without authority. There's a difference between knowing how to walk in your authority and knowing how to walk in your power. You need the power and the authority to be able to effectively steward. But here we are looking at this man incrementally increasing his realm of influence and then establishing the fact that this guy has authority and everything comes under his authority that he serves. Can you do it? Everything comes under your authority as you serve. All right, do it practically so you can remember it. Everything comes under your authority as you serve. Now listen, as I serve my children, they are under my authority. Make sense? Sometimes the reason why children will listen to their mama and sometimes don't listen to their pop is because the pop is not walking in an authority over them. What you serve comes under your authority. Make sense? So husbands, you want to demonstrate authority? Serve your wife and you will have authority. As you serve, you have authority. It's not about your paycheck. Some of them earn more than us. So you can't use that to run the house. It ain't about paycheck. It's about serving. Whoever you serve, you have authority over. and service doesn't make you a serve you're not you, you don't become a sub you don't become a subset when you serve you are the one in charge if I'm cooking for you I control what you eat That's right. That's right. <laughs> let's get it straight you know so when you serve a nation you are not the, you are not the, you know you don't no 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 you have all the authority because you are serving the day you decide not to serve us, we take it away from you. That's why we are hustling a man who we are saying he's abusing his what? Exactly. So God, God wants to put things in our hands. Yep. Seriously, he wants to put things he's, he wants to give somebody a nation he wants to give you a territory he wants to give you a region he wants you to rule the realm but you got to understand that when he puts you there you serve because authority only works by service or else you abuse that's why people are slapping alright so can, 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 can our hearts be open to God As the resources come into your hands, can you use it to serve? So it would increase. I like verse 5. So it was from that time, from the time that he made him overseer of the house. Somebody is going to be a calendar. (laughs) The mark of distinction is going to come through you. He says that from the time he made him overseer of his house, And all that he had, that the Lord blessed the Egyptian's house for Joseph's sake. That by you, some of you ladies, by you, you will mark the mark of favor on a man's life. And I need you to work it. Begin to call for that favor. The Bible says that if a man finds a a, a woman, he's found a good thing and he obtains favor. From the Lord, can you release favor into his life? Really, come on, when he's struggling, can you raise a cry and say, I by me release favor into your life? You know, let, let us become the journey markers. Let us become the reason when we enter into Randallstown. Let us be the marker that because we came in, things have changed. By you in my life, may I say, my troubles die down. You know, some of you when I think about you, all that comes into my heart is joy. May you say to God, God, make me an inspirer of hope. Let me become the reason why that which was not growing would grow. My goodness. I mean, how do you fire a guy like that? You can't because everything he's doing is bringing blessing to you. And the blessing of the lord was upon all that he had in his house and in the field where was he serving in the house but the influence was in the field anything that was connected to him can you pray this prayer that whatever is connected to you may it receive blessing because of God in your life. Anything that is connected to you, your business remotely, anyone that is in a village somewhere that is connected to you, may they receive blessing because God is working in your life. I mean, God is so generous. God is so generous. God is so generous. Verse 6. I mean, I I would do that. And he left all... He left all that he had in Joseph's hand. I I ain't the fool. This guy is blessing me. I'll give him everything. May people promote you because they know, yeah, yeah. You know, I look to the team leaders. That a day is going to come, you look at some of the people that are in your team. And when you don't have to be in church, you sleep. Because you know. Can you stretch your hands and say, whatever is in my hand. Would prosper. May you join a team in the local assembly. May you join a team in your workplace and because of you, may it prosper. May, may, may your managers, may, may your organization rest because of you. May anyone who does business with you not wake up again you know, at night and be wondering, oh, where did the money go? Can, can I brag about Auntie Cheryl? Yeah. Ever since Auntie Cheryl came into our life, I mean, the level of rest. It was not even days when she assumed her position of administrator. She saved us as a church money. She started negotiating all the contracts she came to meet. And she still does it today. I may go in for a contract. She will look over it. She said, Pastor, mm -mm, we can get it better than that. I sleep. I don't worry about money i de- i can go to any bank and talk confidently you know what whatever you ask me i'll give it to you in 24 hours we've been blessed can someone lift their hands and say god thank you for showing us that stewardship works yes it works it works See, the whole idea of stewardship is that you are able to move the dial. You are able to bring blessing around wherever you are. You you are a carrier of blessing. You know, you you are not uh, uh, just coming in for a paycheck. By you, the business goes forward. By you, the ministry goes forward. By you, the nation goes forward. And any introduction of you in anyone's life, they are scheduled to be blessed. They are scheduled to be blessed. We are not called to be takers. We are called to be life givers. He came that will have life and have it what? More abundantly. That is our nature. That is who we are. And he did not know what he had except for the bread he ate. I mean, can you imagine this? The guy was prospering so much. He didn't even know what he had. He was told what he had. May may, may I not know how much we have in our account. May you and I carry this. I I mean, it's so full in my heart. I I, I wish I didn't have to preach anything else and just stay there. That it will be a reality. It won't be a story we are talking about. It's a reality that people are carrying this in their DNA. Now, Joseph, why wouldn't you be handsome? Was handsome in form and in appearance. I mean, no more slavery. He didn't look. <laughs> you know, he's blessing the house. So I'm sure he's, he's wearing nice clothes now. You know, he, he's looking, he's looking, uh, he's kind of looking fresh, you know. Uh, <laughs> he's looking dapper now. And it came to pass after these things that his master's wife cast her longing eyes on Joseph. And I want you to take note of the language. Eyes that long for. Things that are set up to wear you out. This is not a, a, what do you call it? A glance. It's not a lover's first sight. Is uh, I want this thing, you know? Please, please, you know. What is holy is always attractive. What is good is always, yes. All right. So you know, the more you prosper, you see the reason why now you are attracting a lot of of bees is because now you are blooming. When you were one thing, nobody cared. Yeah. So the moment you start rising up, you know, can you be? understanding that not every eye is admiring so these longing eyes were 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 fixated on him and uh she said uh she said to him lie with me i'm not trying to do any uh lie with me meaning change your allegiances fellowship with me and please for everyone that has a stewardship of anything that God gives you there is something you cannot touch is that all right you are a steward of it but you don't own it so I'm a steward of my children but I don't own them that's why I can get arrested if I cross the line make sense so there's a portion of your stewardship you can't touch. Your money. So you're steward of your time, your time. Steward of your resources, your resources. You're steward of your relationships, your relationships. Certain relationships you can't touch. Make sense? All right. Now once you understand that as a principle, you, you would keep growing. All right? So, but he refused and said to his master's wife, look my master does not know what is with me in this house and he has committed all that he has to my hand i have authority there is no one greater in this house than me that means Mrs. Potiphar, i'm over you you don't serve anything you just eat in this house Some of you listening to me, hear this with your spirit. You would be higher than the vice president because of your service. Your word carries more weight. Uh, verse 9, right? Nor has it kept back anything from me. But you. Can you ask yourself, what has God kept back? Yeah, just ask yourself. It's, it's very important. What is it in my business? What is it that is giving me stewardship over that is kept back? And understanding that will help us so that when God begins to promote us, we don't cross the line. Yeah, we see all these, you know, Pastor Simple started talking about the relationships, you know, stewarding the relationship. Sometimes we, 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 we don't understand, we cross the line. Now, let me give you an example. Uh, Pastor Francis, let me use you as an example. I mean, he shocked me, you know, he, we, we all were traveling to, to Africa, uh, different flights, but same airport. Now, we decided we were driving the same car. It's his car. Guess who is driving? His daughter. So, guess who is going to sit in front? His daughter, but who's going to take the front seat? He is. So, I'm about to go and sit at the back. Guess what he says to me? No, I can't make you sit at the back sit in front and i'm thinking he says i was raised right now that just shut me up (laughs) i couldn't fight with him anymore you know why he he's all he's trying to demonstrate is that listen there is something you don't cross it protects you it gives you an edge you know the fact that you sit and have lunch with the CEO doesn't mean you are body body. Ah don't talk anyhow. Sometimes we lose ground because we think, oh, he's my dad. Let me just no, 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 no. Jeremy is my son, he has access, but hey, there is a boundary. Always ask the Lord what is the boundary? What is the boundary? There is something that is withheld. That makes the covenant, that makes it holy, that makes it different. Don't cross the boundary. So he said, because you are his wife, how can I do this great, see how he looks at it, this great wickedness and sin against God. Now he's not even talking about the man. Now he's saying, "I have a stewardship given to me by God. This wickedness is towards God first. Now God, who will not see, God who seems to not be absent, but I know it's God who has been with me. That has been the cause of my blessing, and I cannot break the covenant I have with Him. He didn't have a church to attend." He didn't have fellowship. He was the only guy. Can you be the only guy in that environment and still keep on being the church? Can you be that in only man in that environment and still keep the order of God in your heart? Understanding that I have a stewardship of trust. That nobody would ever say that the people who serve this God cannot be trusted. verse 10 so it was as he spoke to joseph day by day that he did not did not heed her to lie with her nor to be with her so you see bible is careful to explain so it looked like they were playing cat and mouse so i'm not going to lie with you and i'm not going to even be in the same room with you you enter i escape some of us need to run you don't, last, you run away from it. I mean, it looked like, hey, macho man, macho Joseph, you are running away from this woman. Please run. <laughs> there are things you, you run, you close your eyes. I don't care if you, you stumble, close your eyes. <laughs> yeah, there are people who dress and meet you at work. Close your eyes. I'm not talking about ladies, I'm talking about the men too. Now let's go to the book of Nehemiah quickly. You enjoying yourself? Yes. <laughs> All right. Nehemiah chapter number seven, one to three. Nehemiah seven one to three. Then it was when the wall was built, and I hung the doors, when the gatekeepers, the singers, the Levites had been appointed. Now you see what's happening. As soon as the wall is built. Everyone now begins to get into position. All right? Everyone begins to take up their stewardship. All right? Verse 2 That I gave charge of Jerusalem to my brother Hanani. How many remember Hanani? Oh my God. You know, Hanani shows up again. You know why? This whole thing starts with Hanani. Now Hanani is back. Man, if you didn't listen to the Hanani 7 please go online and find hashtag Hanani. All right? Listen, this guy is not just someone who can inspire change by someone you can trust with stewardship. A lot of us would hear me say, anytime you suggest something, you have to participate. That's one of the evidences of it. All right? So we don't talk and excuse ourselves. We don't suggest and run away. If the walls are broken down, if the gates are burnt, and we have put them back, guess what? We need stewardship of that which we are putting back. So house of worship, the gutters are being put on the building. The roof is on. Things are happening. And once it comes together, we will need to, to, the, the gatekeepers. You can't have a gate and not have a keeper you know what it's going to be? When you have a gate and you don't have a keeper? it's no gate, it's an opening. So, we're going to have singers. And where are the singers going to come? Are we going to hire them? No. We're going to sing. So, when they start leading us in worship, stop making them beat us to sing. and the Levites, those who are going to conduct activities around. So all of a sudden, what didn't used to happen is going to begin to happen. So we cannot get into the building and then we have everybody now, we've arrived. No! Before this happened, everybody was in their own house, twiddling their thumbs, struggling with the embarrassment and the disgrace, but once the project is finished. Everybody rolls up their sleeves. Now, they rolled up their sleeves to do the project, but once the project is finished, you change from builder to watching the gate. So, those who were giving to to the construction and defending the construction now change to become singers. (laughs) They change to become Levites. And I like the statement. Look at it. They were what? Appointed why because stewardship is an appointment it's not only a trust but it's an appointment meaning that there is a timer there is a is a space there is a a requirement on top of it you don't do it anyhow so please we're not going to have gatekeepers who decide to come or not come we're not going to have singers who want to come or not sing oh you know I come today but uh uh, don't uh, today. Voice not good. <laughs> no. <laughs> you know, say, Pastor Vashai, you know, today I'm really not feeling to, to deal with the youth today. You know, I may kill them. No. <laughs> 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 we are appointed. And may our appointments be settled in our hearts. Look at verse 2. And I gave the charge of Jerusalem to my brother Hanani. And Hananiah, the leader of the citadel or the palace, for he was a faithful man and feared God than many. May God God give us. You know, he qualified because of his his commitment to God. I see God do it for you. I see God pick you and God say, you know what? Ah, let's slap something extra on him. So, he, he has influence in the palace, but we're bringing him over to have influence in this realm. Verse 3, the last verse, for well, this. And I said to them, do not let the gates of Jerusalem be opened until the sun is hot. And while they stand guard, Let them shut the bars, the doors, and appoint guards from among the inhabitants of Jerusalem, one at his watch station and another in front of his own house. Now, you see the involvement. Now, we're not coming to a place where we have spectators. The wall was built not for spectating, but it now had to be serviced. It had to be made real. The worship of God was going to be restored and it needed the people to get involved. I'm praying today that God not only touch your heart, but you become a conduit for other hearts to be touched. That by you, we will be a people that are servicing the purpose of God. We gather, but the purpose of God is not All in the gathering it's so that we can get out of the gathering and infect the world with the goodness of God but when we gather the Bible says that the world would want to say let us go to Zion so that we may learn of the ways of God so the world would follow you here to learn what to do to live come to receive instructions how to be more effective and to flow in the kingdom. So the kingdoms of this world shall become the kingdoms of our God in Christ. That you and I will now become not only stewards that God can trust internally, but stewards that God can trust externally. That your influence will go far. And if there's anything that I've said that you want to take home, I want you to say to God, God, you can count on me. The nation is looking for people they can count on. Baltimore City is looking for leaders they can count on. People are looking for business partners they can count on. Everyone is crying for someone they can count on. Husbands want wives they can count on. Wives want husbands they can count on. May today be for you a day of settling with God that God, I would increase my ability to be counted on. All right, so two things you want to have in mind. Number one is your commitment, and two is your competency. So Joseph was working. That had to do with competence. But he had to be committed. So I want to charge every one of us, in whatever area you're doing, can you become an expert? all right? Become uh, good at what you do. Become the sought-after one. Push the envelope. Give it your best. That's all I ask of you. That's all God is asking of you. Give it your best. Don't leave something behind. I remember at, an athlete, we used to run, and when, you know, you know some of us sometimes would win, so we like to, to walk around and, you know, be receiving the fans. And my coach would say, if you can walk after you breast the tape, you didn't give it all. And, you know, we're youthful, so, you know, we, we just want to win and, and, and get the lady shouting our name. Instead of breaking a record, you know, we, we, we're interested in, I command your spirit to break records. there's more in you there's more to be done there's more business to 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 break in there are more resources to come and may god who has entrusted in your hands count on you now can we lift our hands in closing Thank you for listening to the House of Worship podcast. We hope you enjoyed this message and were blessed by it. For more information, visit us at our website at www.myhouseofworship.org. Thank you and have a blessed day.